Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight. John, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty great. Just watched a very good show. You know, can't. I, I look forward to talking to you more on Tuesday nights than I do on Monday nights. But hey, here we are. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. But like you know, like you said, it was a good show. Uh and I, hey, I'll, I'll say it. I I enjoyed Raw this week. So two shows in a row, you know, back to back here on Monday and Tuesday and we're here to talk about it. So I'm I'm pretty darn happy. You know, and I I enjoyed this show, this show start to finish. I thought it was a lot of fun. I I'm liking a lot of things NXT is doing right now. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. But before we do, just want to remind you all that this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. Chance are we've got you covered so leave a like subscribe we appreciate you so john this is the way candice lorey and indy hartwell are your new nxt women's tag team champions this main event match was crazy it was a street fight for the for the titles uh ember moon and shotzi blackheart defended uh, the, the titles against the way uh and the, i just want to point out uh ember moon and shotzi blackheart were cosplaying as freddy krueger and uh, jason Voorhees, the horror movie horror movie icons and as a big fan of horror movies i, I like that a lot uh I know that Shotzi Blackheart has talked about that in various interviews. So, you know, and she's worked to endure her character and her kind of her costumes or her gear, I should say, at various points. So I like that. That's that was a fun way to make this feel like a bit, you know, not just a typical TV match. And I mean, it's it's very easy to say, oh, this match was pay-per-view quality, but it was. This this match easily could have been on a takeover and it would have been a contender for a match of the night on any takeover. This was a great, a great match. Uh, it really helped to feel make the titles feel important and you know anytime you have four very talented people going out there fighting for the, for any any title it, it makes the title feel like it's something that you really want to have and, and the, it, it just adds even more uh, prestige to it even just by the virtue of having a good match i enjoy this a lot shotzi blackheart did some crazy stuff she she dove off of a a, a lighting rig and did a, a crossbody through the announce table we saw like table spots. Uh, we someone got uh, like suplexed through a ladder. It was all fun, all all crazy stuff. And like uh, we were about halfway through the match, and I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing the way when the titles here. Like, we, yeah, we 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 saw uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, you know, lose the titles right away, and then we, the, two Ember and Shotzi. Uh, and they've defended them. They've had them for a little bit now, but still, it feel it felt going into it. I was like, "Oh, they're probably going to win," and they didn't. And I, I, I reached the realization like, "No, I, I kind of want the way to win here." Um, I enjoy this match a lot. I'm very happy to see uh, Candice finally gets get a title in NXT. It's long overdue, but what what do you think this made event here, John? Did you enjoy it? What, what are you glad to see the the way win here? Uh, I thought it was a very good main event. I did think it was match of the night, easily match of the night uh the just the chemistry they seem to have together uh, it's very good and as far as as far as we're concerned about the end result uh i'm I'm happy as well although like you i'm surprised because it's been i think a little over a month now that that's uh, right. that the titles have been on shotzi and ember uh and, and I think I think fans are just stuck in this loop where like you win a title when you're like expecting them to have it for like two to three months at least, and then then they lose it. That's just a cycle that we've been in for a while. All titles except twenty four seven championship have been that way. Uh, but tonight we get the result where suddenly, uh, you know, it's a title change again, and it's good and bad. And it's good because it's unpredictable, you know, and the women's tag division is much better than on the main roster. But then you take a look at it and you're like, who's in line? Who's next in line for an opportunity? Who could be a next title match? The three teams that we originally considered are the three teams that have now held these titles. It's true. So now what, what, what do we do next? That's the question. I mean, obviously probably a rematch, but what do you think? I mean, I think that's definitely a good point. And uh, we talked about it weeks ago maybe when it may have been that right around the takeover show like that the, the this was a concern where it's like you don't have a lot of teams you have a lot of very talented women but no real like standout teams you know there for the for the not for the taking but that could be like kind of step in there and immediately challenge here um so assuming yeah we're going to get a, a rematch uh with the way and uh ember, ember moon and shots blackheart Maybe uh, you know you still you you can still consider Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez a team, even though obviously Gonzalez is focused on her singles run. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I, we did see a little teaser tonight where uh, Saray and 
uh, blanking on her name, but uh, Ray, formerly known as AQA, I'm blanking on the, her name, but the Booker T student that she she beat Tony Storm last week. Um, you know, it seems like they're kind of teasing a little bit of, of an alliance there, maybe a, a mutual respect thing. Um, they've got a lot of talented women, and I, I, I guess worst case scenario, we get some kind of thrown together teams here. Uh, and they might take a, you know, throw it at the wall and see what six approach where it's like you, you have to see who could work well together and go from there. Um, uh, and we've seen, obviously, Saray and Zoe Star kind of working together a little bit. And then, obviously, uh, Zeta Raymer as well. Uh, yeah, that's her name. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yes. Zeta Raymer, uh, that's who I was, uh, that's who I meant. So the, 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 the new school of people, shall we say, could definitely be in the contention here. Uh, let's not forget that... Um, we still have the Aaliyah, the Robert Stone brand, as I should say, uh, to be in the in the picture here. Uh, and I think there is something to be said about an interesting concept where possibly Raquel and Dakota Kai would still maybe team up and try to go after these anyway, even though Raquel's obviously busy. I mean, and everything's going to get thrown out the window if Raquel loses next week. I mean, obviously, no, uh, nobody's expecting that. But if she were to lose, that would be a possibility. Uh, but and and I, I love how NXT always flaunts like we have the best women's division in women's wrestling. They say that every week and they back it up every week. It's they completely do. true. And I don't care even you, Colin. I don't care if you or if anybody in the comments <laughs> tries to argue with me that that's not the case. It's the case. It is definitely the case. And that's why you have these female talents like Saray, for example, one of the biggest up-and-coming stars in all of women's professional wrestling, choosing to come to NXT because the coaching is unbelievably unmatched and the, the product on TV is consistently in the main event. Consistently in the main event. And if you can, if you can put it past yourself, to think about what happens to a lot of these women when they do get to the main roster, because I think that's a lot of the grape that people give. Like, yeah, NXT is the best women's division, but look at Shayna Baszler. When she went to the main roster, she did nothing. Uh, and, and there's other names that people have said, you know, that have been in similar situations, but you got to put that past you because NXT is NXT. Shayna Baszler's success now has nothing to do with what she was in NXT and what the women's division is on NXT. Just because they're the same company means nothing. SmackDown's way better than Raw, but they're the same company. So what I'm getting at here is they've proven again tonight that they are the best women's division in professional wrestling, and I thoroughly enjoyed this match. And we can continue on to talk about other parts of the women on the show because there were plenty. There were The women had probably half of the show tonight, and that's what I love about NXT. Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, promo we saw that covered Raquel Gonzalez and Mercedes Martinez kind of doing that side by side thing where they're both kind of like via satellite discussing, you know, different aspects of their match next week. Uh, what did you think of the promo they gave tonight? And on a scale of let's go one to five, how uh, how excited are you to see this match next week? It's kind of two powerhouses in the women's division. Before I answer that, I just want to get some of these comments out of the way so that we're getting them piled up. Craig Backlund, friend of the show, gives the show a, a 9.5 tonight. Yes, it was a very good, good episode of NXT. I do want to call attention to the fact that uh, Frankie Monet's dog you know, went to the bathroom, for lack of a better word, uh, in Shotzi's tank. That was kind of a fun angle there to kind of set up a little conflict there. Um, and just more support saying tonight was a great show. Michael Cunt saying it was an awesome show. Take notes. Kept, he's saying Dunn isn't Kevin Dunn, the WWE uh, kind of director or lead producer of the television product there. Often uh, criticized for his many, many camera cuts. Uh, but, you know, NXT, obviously, like you just said, John, it's its, it's, its own thing. And, um, you know, we can enjoy that. Whatever happens on the main roster, NXT is, is its own thing. Michael Yuff is saying the woman in NXT, you know, He's got several greater than arrows, so much better than Raw. Uh, definitely uh, the much better than the main roster. A nine from Michael Yuffa overall for NXT. Uh, and Laura Rock, friend of the show, giving it a 10 as well. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday, Laura. Uh, well, so we're still talking about the women's division here. Uh, I just want to, while we're on the subject, DJ Cassay asking whether NXT is, has a better women's division than AEW. I mean, AEW has made a lot of strides. I've seen a lot of people saying that they are very much kind of 
putting the pieces together and, and really uh, you know, making something of a, a woman's vision that at one point in time was very much seen as one of the company's weaknesses. I would still very much say NXT's is better, but I definitely think that AEW is narrowing the gap in that way. What do, what do you think, John? Before I do, yeah, well, I do want to talk about the Mercedes thing here. When I say best in professional wrestling, that includes AEW. AEW's women's division is not as good as NXT's. Uh, they've they've just very very recently actually paid paid more attention to them and gave, ever since that main event match they have been paying attention and doing better. I think we're very close to Britt Baker finally kind of getting her crowning moment and being the champion. That'll probably be another turning point for them. Uh, but yeah, right now NXT is up top. There's nobody above them. No company. Nothing. They are at the top for the women's division of pro wrestling. Yeah, that's what Eddie Zahari wondering, or he's, I think he's arguing that it is the best women's division in the world. It is, yeah, I absolutely agree. So, Yeah, I absolutely uh, agree. 100%. So to answer your question about the Mercedes uh, Martinez or Carl Gonzalez thing here, you asked me to put a number to it. John... Both of these women are very talented. Uh, I think Raquel Gonzalez is doing great, great work. I, I was very happy to see her win the title. I think she's definitely going places. Um, I'm hopeful that when the day comes that she may very well get called up to the main roster, she could do great things there as well. But I don't know. Something about this one's title match just isn't doing it for me. I think we talked about it last week. I have no, and you, you, you even said it the, fir- the first, the first, the first time mentioned tonight. There, nobody thinks that Mercedes Martinez is going to win next week, and for me. That is just kind of an automatic obstacle for any match to overcome when it's like, if I don't think that there's any chance that it's going to go any other way than one person winning, I'm not going to feel anywhere near as invested as I might otherwise. And to kind of pair with that, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, criticizing it too much, but I've never liked these, these uh, split screen interviews. I just... I just don't like them. I don't know. They just don't work for me. And I think this one was one of the better ones I've seen. In that you know they they kind of bounce off each other a little more organically. They it seemed to work better. I just I I saw that like the the they set it up and they they showed it to be a split screen thing and uh, you know I had the inherent response of like oh I, I don't I just don't like these. But I will say I did like the direction they went where basically Mercedes Martina was was saying you know you, you're a cookie cutter. I set the bar. I set the the blueprint that you're following right now. Um, and then Gonzalez said, you know, you may have set that bar, but I, I raised it. I'm doing better than you ever did. And I think one of her lines was, you know, I've done more in one year in NXT than you've done in 20 years of, of your career. So, I mean, they, they were going at it. I tweeted that, like, and I, I've, we've talked about it before, there really isn't a babyface in this feud. And that's another problem I have with it as well. And that you're not really strongly supposed to cheer for either one and at the same time you're not really like booing either one and and, and gray areas are great like you don't have to always have baby faces and heels but for me when i'm not that invested anyway one way to kind of counteract that is to say okay at least i really want to see this person win or this person lose in this case i'm like all right i i feel pretty convinced that gonzalez is going to win but like I don't have that investment in it. I don't know about you, John. You, you, let's. I'll turn it back to you. You you said you asked me to put a number to it. I'll go. I don't want to be too harsh. I'll go for like a three at best. You know, yeah, and and yeah. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful it'll be a good match. There's no doubt about that. They're both very talented. But I just I'm not I'm not digging it right now. I do think it will be a good match, and I do agree with you on the rating. And I think that what this is lacking is convincing and entertaining storytelling. They're the the basically the only storytelling we're getting here is we have two dominant women who both have a common goal. Uh, that's pretty much all we got here. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how you know hard hitting the matches, considering the lack of story. Usually, when there's matches like that, it's the in ring action that is much better. And like Stephen Chambers is saying here, any word when we may see Io, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind or necessarily. Uh, put it past them to have EO in some capacity getting involved, whether that be after the match or at some point, because you know, obviously, she has a rematch coming and everything. Uh, but I would probably agree with a three. Uh, I think Raquel is more of the face in this than Mercedes. Mercedes is probably more of the heel, but the casual fan, especially, wouldn't know that because they both act the same essentially. Um, uh, I think Raquel wins uh, pretty easily. Uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Raquel is going to win, Le- more so than the doubt we saw in the main event tonight. 
Uh, I don't think you would be able to find three people in this chat and don't just say that because I said that, <laughs> that actually think Mercedes is going to win. Uh, I think Raquel is probably in for a lengthy run. There are so many fresh women's talent on the roster now that will challenge at some point. And I could see Raquel having that dominant lengthy run like Shayna Baszler and Asuka have had. And Mercedes, though, is a very tough first challenger. Uh, Mercedes has had that roller coaster up and down path in recent times from being retribution to being back to NXT to kind of doing nothing to now, boom, you're in the main event of the women's division. So it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. comment from Steven here says, do you guys see Mercedes beating Raquel and Dakota turning on Raquel? Uh, I, I could see Raquel winning and then Dakota turning on Raquel, but I don't think if Mercedes wins, we would see that. That would, I mean, if they wanted to go the route of Dakota getting a championship match, uh, that would have to basically solidify Raquel as a face and Dakota as the heel, and then they could have a, have a match. Uh, I, I joked earlier while we're talking about these matches next week, I joked earlier that we are going to be seeing NXT TakeOver May 11th next week. That, <laughs> that's the name of the show as I've dubbed it. It is NXT TakeOver May 11th. But to counteract that show... Uh, we don't have an announcement on the next NXT TakeOver. And I'd like to get your thoughts on if you agree with what I'm about to say. I think this is really their first big attempt to try to possibly get a million when they're by themselves on Tuesday night. I think that's why they're stacking this card. It has been a month since TakeOver, so it is about that time where they would do it. And to basically give us... With the exception of, I don't think there's an NXT title match. They're kind of still building that up. But the rest of the card is basically takeover matches that we probably would have seen at the next takeover. Uh, what do you think? Do you think this is a, a intentional effort for them to boost that rating up a little more? Because, look, we're going to be honest here. The rating has been basically where it has been with competition from AEW. The demo has went up, but for some reason, the 55 and over audience has went down. Uh, not sure if that has something to do with something else being on Tuesday nights, but uh, what do you think about this? I guess plan you could call it of next week. I I do know do, I do think they are loading up the card. Uh, and a friend of the show, Iridian Fierro, saying what a great show tonight, and I, they're trying to kind of I guess match that or even surpass it next week. Uh, they are loading up the card uh, in that sense, and I don't know. I I think the obviously I, we are in this very like numbers driven viewership driven um industry and you know, or you know this world you know that 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 is what if not defines wrestling at this point is very much a, a constant factor um i feel like if they really wanted to break a million viewers if they really wanted to go for it it would be there would be an, an nxt championship match on the card because while karen cross will be in action and we could talk about some of the matches that have been announced so it'll be karen cross versus austin theory in a non-title match we'll talk about karen cross later uh we'll see that we'll see kushida defend the the, the cruiserweight title against santos escobar again in a rematch there that'll be a good match um or and then of course gonzalez and, and uh, martinez you know we that, that all the, the these, these are going to be good matches that is not the problem i'm saying Yep, like we were just talking about, we were talking about why we don't necessarily feel that invested in in this woman's match, uh, the woman's title match, I should say. You know, I think the 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 numbers could increase next week, but um, a million might be might be reaching. The, the 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 numbers have been good, but it would take a pretty solid uh, bump to 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 get to a million next. I week. think they can do it. Their first two weeks, they had I think what was like one point three or one point four, and then they had a one point two the week after. Uh, it was similar to AEW's first two weeks as well. Now, uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe because people were just hyped to see it finally on cable. Uh, I think it, it, it's been a, a more disappointing than I thought. Uh, to, to, to summarize what we've seen, AEW was quite a bit higher than I thought we were going to get, even though I didn't think they'd break a million. But where, where they were at last week, granted, I know, don't remind me, the president was giving an address at the same time. Granted, I think their numbers where they're going to probably consistently be around now between 950 and 1.05 ish is where I think we can consistently count on them being. NXT, I was thinking they would minimum be at like 850,000 consistently. Uh, we saw that like the first two weeks when they, they were on Tuesdays. 
but when they were on Tuesdays, like last year, there those two weeks, that's about the rating they pulled in this past week. That just doesn't cut it for me when they were doing that, when they were head to head with another show. So sure. this is a big test for me. Uh, I, I hope they can at least be over like nine fifty thousand. If they if they have this awesome show next week, and we look at the ratings on Wednesday, and it still says like point eight five point nine, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be a little disappointed. So I'll agree. You know, I think that you know as much flack as the I won't say obsession with viewership, you know, as that gets, it is fun to kind of track the numbers, predict the numbers, see how, how it either grows or, or declines. You know, I, I, I do enjoy that. And uh, now we're, we're sitting here talking about it and they are definitely are loading up the card uh, at the very least, hoping to get a, a good number, whether and not, we can't, yeah. and we can, and we can't blame them. It's important to know we can't blame NXT. I mean, maybe we can blame the marketing and the advertising team, but they're putting out a great show. And like people, so many people were talking about this tonight, not just me. But if NXT had Raw's core audience, time slot, media attention, whatever you want to say, and they were putting out that kind of product every week, Raw would be over two and a half, two million every week and wouldn't be falling. Uh, and if Raw was doing what NXT, you know, if they switched, you know, Raw would probably be getting like 500,000 viewers at the most. It's, it's NXT is so much better but they're struggling to reach fans. I saw the perfect analysis today. Somebody said that, and, and I agree, and I, I agree that I fall for it. It's like we are grandfathered in as raw people. Like it's going to take something absolutely miraculous to draw us away because you're just, and especially the older demo, for 20, 30 years, you're just used to, okay, it's Monday night, I'm watching USA. You're just in that habit. That's just what you do. Even if you, even if it's not good, people are going to complain online, obviously. But it's just that's just what you do. I mean, Colin, even though you think Raw is horrible right now, you you probably have no doubt in your mind that you're going to be watching it again next Monday and the Monday after that. Besides the fact that it's kind of your job, but even if you weren't working, would you still think, well, it's Monday night, I might as well watch it? You know, for me. It is hard, right? We, we we do work in wrestling. We cover it. It's our job to watch it. Uh, if I did not work Monday nights, I'll admit I, I might watch it the next day or or at least, you know, skip around. Might not or... be live, but you're saying you would probably I would, at I least def I would definitely watch it. somehow. Yes. Yes. I, I, it, like you just said, it would take a lot for me to entirely give up because it, it has been this big staple of my life. And, you know, John, I'm still pretty young. So if you're talking about, you know, the, you know especially, you know, 55 and up people, yeah, that's like 30 years. Where you, if you've been watching like every Monday, the show has always been there. And as if, as, even though the ratings have been bad, the viewers have been bad, WWE still going strong financially, like easy to predict and, and that's, for a long time. And that's the worry that people have, because when you look at that 18 to 49 demo, AEW and Raw are much closer than the overall viewer count. And that's because people that are our age are, are we're not grandfathered into anything. AEW is not out there trying to draw the 55 and over audience. They're just not. They know what they're doing, and they're. I think they had like, I mean, it was. It's still much lower than Raw, but it's. If you look at the overall viewership, it's it's much closer with the demo. So it's going to yeah. be interesting to see the writing next week. Uh, we're definitely going to, you know, give our our, our our estimations next week after the show. But uh, much there's much more to talk about for next week tonight. What do you want to talk about next? Well, again, some comments about carrying cross here. I, I do want to talk about that, and then we can move on to the the diamond mine and stuff like that as well. Uh, Herman Dakar wondering whether carrying uh, cross is a heel or face or a tweener, and I think that's a very valid question. We can talk about that, but um, I just want to say I'm still really enjoying everything about carrying cross. Uh, he and Scarlet have just such this this great presentation, this great. I don't know. This not, they've got it. I, I say that sometimes about people that just really like grab me by surprise or just weird that i really am captivated by and they've got it like i think they just work so well together i their entrance is, is fantastic um yeah, they've got this got this this great vibe and i i just i really enjoy it i do want to say austin theory cracked me up backstage like it was cringy but in a funny way uh he he ran into uh, to scarlet backstage and uh, he, he went over to her and he said are those real those oh, are really God. big nails i laughed out loud and i may be like five year like a 10 year old at heart and i'm sorry but i thought that was just funny because i uh, 
I don't know, man. Like when when you when you compare it to the, some of the stuff you see on Raw when they're throwing tomatoes and doing all this like oh, stuff that Vince McMahon thinks is funny, stuff like that, you know, catches me pleasantly by surprise, and I enjoyed it. So I just want to call attention to that. I laughed enough to tweet about it. So yeah, you know, carrying Cross here. Um, I'm I, I just, I'm really enjoying him, and he's one of those guys that. I, I am on like pretty much split. I'm like, I want him to go to the main roster because I think he'll, he could be absolutely great there, but I don't want him to go there because I'm worried that they would squander him and, and ruin him. Uh, we've seen, I think we've seen, we've talked about this before as well, but DJ Cassier saying a cross Balor, O'Reilly and Pete Dunn for the NXT championship, whenever the next uh, takeover may be, you know, I think that's, a pretty good prediction. We did, we did see that some interaction here where Finn Balor came back tonight. He had been away since takeover when he lost the title. So he came out after Cal uh, uh, O'Reilly came out. And then that was, out, that was uh, right before Pete Dunne came out. So they all again, made their case for the title. Um, the NXT title picture is still, it's still very dynamic. It's fun. Um, I do say I'm, I'm not, I'm pretty mixed about Kyle O'Reilly here. He's doing like the whole cool Kyle thing. Cool, cool. with decay. I don't know. He's and he's dressing like he's in a, in a Lumineers music video, and like I don't know, man. Like, and it's funny because he's such a, this like great wrestler, so physical. Like he he has the vibe, like he could hold his own with Karrion Cross of all people. But I don't know. There's this like weird clash of like the guy, and maybe that's the idea. The the guy you see in the ring isn't the guy that you see uh, in these non wrestling segments. But not really digging that. But I do know that you know. If we get this fatal four way, if we get him versus Karen Cross one on one, those are going to be great matches as well. Um, but I, I like this. And then what I should say, we got this like this four way interaction. And then the way they then they started to brawl when Finn Balor attacked Karen Cross and this, they started they started to fight. Then the way came in and they laid Karen Cross out rough and blind, and that set up this match with uh, Austin Theory. Oh, it was already confirmed, but that added even more heat to it. Um, a little mixed on this as well, in that I like to see the way kind of stepping in, into the spotlight, you know. Because yeah, Johnny Gargano has the North American title, but that doesn't mean he should, he should be ignoring the the world champion. He, he should be kind of in his orbit as well. You know, make it clear that he's watching him. And then, um, so I, I like that. That was good for the way there as well. Uh, but at the same time, I thought Karen Cross looked a little too human here, where like a lot of times he's, he's presented as this absolute beast, and he he kind of like you know brawled and and he won the brawl with these four guys, and then the way caught him off guard and attacked him from behind. But you know. I don't know. I think this guy's got such a presence. Like, I want him to be a little more careful. Where like you don't want to leave him vulnerable too too much. That's that's what I. That was my takeaway from that tonight. There are two paths I see this going in. One was just covered here by Eddie. He said, "Uh, Balor versus O'Reilly versus Dunn. Winner gets opportunity to face Cross for NXT Championship. That is one possibility I see happening." Although the other and more likely one I see happening is probably a failed four-way match because then you can continue off of that with other one-on-one feuds, basically, where somebody says, well, I didn't get pinned, I didn't lose, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think immediately after, or not immediately after, but like in the immediate future now, maybe in two weeks from now, we're probably going to get a tag team match with Cross and I would assume Pete Dunne teaming up to take on Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly, that they seem to be the two baby faces compared to the two heels in this match. Uh, much, much like you, I don't like this, uh, Kyle O'Reilly sudden gimmick change after he beat Adam Cole, uh, as I like to say, Orange Cassidy knockoff. And for me to say something like that, for me to admit something like that on this is saying something because I, and I, I will admit, I, I often will criticize AEW for what I, what I think is copyright infringement on gimmicks. And the NXT is doing the same thing here. They are completely, I mean, this could not be more obvious what they're doing. I mean, I don't, some people might not get the reference, but I mean, come on. He's acting the same way. Instead of wearing a jean, like a, like a denim jacket, he's wearing like a plaid, but essentially it's the same thing. He's kind of doing the whole walk the same way. The act, the character acting is the same way. Uh, so it's a little annoying for me because I, I don't think it was necessary. He looked really good after his win against Adam Cole, so I don't think that was necessary. Carrying uh, Cross, he's not going to lose. I don't think he's going to lose. Uh, I, although, since it is a fatal four-way, it, it might be more likely that he could lose. So it's not a, it's not a surefire thing. Much like you also, the Scarlet thing with Carrying Cross, it, it just works. It, it works. Um, it's, it's very good. 
Uh, and there's no complaints there with that. This is going to be a, a hell of a takeover match, whether it be one-on-one or fatal four-way or whatever it may be. It's going to be a very, very good match. Uh, that it will. Do you agree that Cross is probably the favorite to retain? I do, but as we, we were talking about yesterday on the Raw Post show, uh, when you've got a multi-man match like this, there's always a chance that someone will pin someone else and so to uh, protect the champion uh, if they do want to get the title off them. But I do not see that happening here. Uh, uh, we got a comment earlier, I think it was Herman Takaro saying that um, he wants to see Karen Cross stay in NXT for like a year and like really see him have a good run like that and then move up to the Rain Master. And if that's the case, you know, keep and then uh, like similarly, Eddie Zahari saying uh, he wants to see uh, Cross retain the title until WrestleMania next year. I could see it happening. This guy is dominant. He's got that presence. He's a believable, dominant champion. Um, I could definitely see that. And like, I think if he kind of gets past this potential test of this, they have they've even announced this. It just seems like this direction they're going with this fatal four way. If he gets through that, chances are he, he's going to have the title for a while. Uh, that would be my prediction at this point. And and I hope he does. I, I hope he really has a good run of it. Um, and kind of boost the profile of the title, much like Finn Balor did. I think Finn Balor had a great run with it as well. Uh, and I think that, that could just be a great uh, great run for him, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And I hope that it's good for him so that by the time he gets to the main roster, he, he's hot, he's established, and he, uh, that, or yeah, assuming he, he even goes, I would assume that that is planned at some point. Uh, like this comment from Stephen Walter saying that I would like to see, uh, Steve, sorry, Stephen Chambers saying he'd like to see Cross uh, first versus Walter. I, th- I think that'd be fun. Um, yeah, two big dudes that could just go out there and beat beat each, beat, each, beat the tar out of each other. I don't even know how else to put it, but that'd be a fun match as well. One um, speaking of of Walter, there, John, it took them this long to have Walter Skype in tonight. We got to see uh, Walter appear like via FaceTime or whatever it was, uh, and he was talking with Imperium backstage. What took them so long to do this? Like, especially in the, in the thick of the pandemic, when you know the travel restrictions made uh, you know travel across countries impossible like what why didn't they do this much sooner because that way we've we've talked about it before but if walter like wants to be over in the uk and doesn't want to travel to the us the us as much fine cool but do this at least you still have his presence directly on the show this was i mean i'm glad that uh they did this tonight don't get me wrong but at the same time i'm like why it's it's may of 2021 like why didn't we get this much sooner I don't know. It's very interesting because it's almost like they didn't know, you know, like they didn't know what they were doing or they didn't know how to make it work like that or they just didn't think about it. But I'm still interested in the fact that we don't know where this is going, you know, like what what what's the point of this? I couldn't understand what he was saying in the first place. <laughs> yeah, um, it was hard to understand him because so, of, because it was a Skype call and like that yeah, sometimes doesn't yeah. come through very well on TV. Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, but are, are let me ask you a question. Are you content with this? Or is it okay to you that he's not over here, that it's kind of like a Skype thing? Does that bother you at all? No, especially right now. Like, we are still very much in this pandemic where uh, even though things are returning to some semblance of normalcy, like travel between countries is still difficult or it's not as easy as it might once be and i know he said in interviews before that he, he prefers to be in the uk anyway so if that is the case fine like you know that's not a problem at all and we i think we talked about it it may even have been right around takeover time but like if we can still have imperium be on nxt and have them trying to establish the dominance of the stable while while Walter's doing his own thing over in the UK. But I thought this was a nice way to have his presence as well, because we, John, you and I have talked about when, when you don't have Walter's presence, the stable is missing that it factor that, that, you know, intimidating presence beyond. Yeah. It's a, it's a stable and they, they beat people up and that's cool. But Walter is Walter, like, you know, and even if he's not there in person, just the, the, the looming specter of Walter in the background there is uh, seeing him on screen like that is pretty cool. Uh, so I don't know. I don't have a problem with it at all. It makes perfect sense to me. I know that many people might say, oh, like, no, he should be there. He should be there in person. And I think that that's fair. But at the same time, if if the guy wants to be in the UK, this is a great way to have him on the show. So I'm, I'm not complaining with it too much. Does it bother you? No, in a sense, because I think I understand at this point he doesn't want to be full time. Uh, I do want to see him work a Brock Lesnar type schedule, though, where he will come over in every couple months. 
there was there was a way that they could make it work if they wanted to with him still living in the UK. Uh, he wouldn't be able to wrestle as much. He would just do promos. I mean, especially with the Thunderdome concept, it would be very easy to set up a backstage type thing in the UK that it would make it look like he's over here. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I, I just would like him to remain a feature part of the show. Yeah, and I, I thought, if I hope we see more of, of this because it is a good way to get him on the show, even if he's not there in person, so... It, uh, yeah, it took a little too long for them to to make this happen in my eyes. I wish it happened sooner, but hopefully we see more of this uh, to, to kind of circumvent the challenge of not having there in person. So um, I like this, and I, I hope that we see more of uh, Imperium here, like branching out, trying to become even more dominant, because I, I like it. So yes, Herman DeCar is saying, can we talk more about how Dexter Loomis is a great talker? John, all of this with Dexter Loomis, uh, Indy Hartwell, and, and the way... I am here for it. I am enjoying it so much. It is fun. DJ Cassier saying Indy needs to step away from the step away from the way and get her man. John, there is a segment tonight, and I I, I half jokingly tweeted that it was a perfect segment because we got Indy Hartwell and Candice Murray getting ready backstage, and um, as soon as the segment started, Candice saw a, a picture presumably drawn by Dexter uh, of him and Indy Hartwell. And she like threw it into the locker, pretended uh, and made it so that Indy didn't see it. And then there she was talking, trying to, to distract Indy. Dexter Loomis was looming in the background, like in the doorway with flowers. And then Candace gets up and goes over and like shuts the blinds on him. Like, Oh, I, I like this so much. It's fun. And I actually do have faith that it is going to like go somewhere. And John, you and I have talked about it. I think, especially maybe after tonight, I'm thinking they got the titles. And so maybe a little bit down the road, we're going to get, you know, Indy turning on Candace or, or maybe the other way around. And then Indy breaking off and going with Dexter going off on her own. John, I, I like this a lot. It's fun. It, it It's just, a, it's this branching storyline every, almost pretty much every week. And it's, it's, still fresh and it's i'm liking this i i hope and i am curious to hear what you think about it as well uh i also very much enjoy it i'm curious to see where it goes though in a sense because uh, who knows uh we think that eventually they're going to be paired together but i thought that was because she was going to leave the way but now the way is the tag team champion so it's like well that's not going to happen so at this point it's almost like what are they going to do? Like, what's the path forward here? They obviously have something in mind, but what is it? You know, I mean, what, what do you think? What do you think? Where do you think this is going? I would say if they had more tag teams ready to go, I would expect maybe like another kind of hot shot of the belts or like to have them for a couple of weeks. And then uh, Candace and Indy could lose them. And then we get more of this, you know, uh, this whatever wherever the storyline is going then that would kind of like up the any there and like we might get a little bit of a acceleration of that um i like this come from anthony castellano saying uh do we finally have loomis break his silence to tell indy how he feels i mean i feel like that might be coming at some point you know right i feel like that's got to happen eventually but at the same time that'd be like a stark departure when he doesn't he like he just doesn't talk on screen um so I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how they go about that. Uh, and now, yes, now that they have the titles, I would expect that we're not going to see them uh, really go through with any big shift, whether it's Indy kind of turning on Candace or anything like that for a little bit, for a little bit, because, you know, I could be wrong, but that, that wasn't how I, how I read the situation tonight. Um, another big thing that happened tonight was we saw the return of Ted DiBiase. John, and you talked about this when we saw his first appearance here. Like, I hope that there's more to this, that it wasn't just like a, a simple cameo. Well, at the very least, we got another cameo tonight. Cameron Grimes, there was a little vignette he went to. this like, I guess it was a club or something. And uh, he tried to get in. It wasn't on the list. And it turns out that uh, Ted DiBiase kind of like bought the whole place out or like rented, rented the whole place out for the evening. And he showed up in the limo and he's like, you know, everybody's got a price. And he did his trademark laugh and it was fun. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a, pr- a pretty fun segment. Eddie Zahari saying Ted DiBiase could be a great man, great manager of Cameron Grimes. Bring back the million dollar title. I like that idea. Uh, DJ Cassier saying he doesn't see this gimmick going much longer. Uh, it's giving him airtime, but everybody's got a price, and Grimes never really tried to outbid for the uh, for the club tonight. I think that's fair. Um, 
but at the same time, I'm enjoying this gimmick, and I think it's done wonders for Cameragrams here in NXT. I hope that it's got some legs to it because I just think it's very entertain- entertaining. Uh, what did you think of the segment tonight? When uh, kind of two along along that same vein as DJ Gazier saying, like, do you think there's more life to this gimmick, or like, where do you see this really going? And th- with this, I don't know. Uh, I it's it's entertaining and it's fun to watch, but at the same time. Uh, how much gas is left in the tank for this? Uh, it doesn't appear like there really is an end goal. It appears like they're just kind of like, let's see how long we can do this and be successful at it. Uh, so I have mixed feelings about it, but I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts because I, I do enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Nando, saying Million Dollar Man looks like he's in great shape. Yeah, he looks good. So, you know, maybe not too crazy to think he might be sticking around, maybe maybe becoming a manager or, you know, or at least a semi-regular presence on NXT. I think that could be pretty fun, especially if it's in some association or or connection with Cameron Grimes, even in the short term, I think that could be pretty fun. So I like this. I, I, it's like I said, w- between this w- with the the way and all everything happening there and India and Dexter and everything, there's a lot of fun stuff on next year right now. And, I, and I'm enjoying that. Uh, I'd, I'd be remiss to not mention the opening match tonight. It was Isaiah Swerve Scott facing uh, Leon Ruff in a, in a was that the false? Count? No. Well, was there a, there was a stipulation, right, John? It was like a we got it was, the main event was a yeah so it was a fall I think it was false count anywhere wasn't it yeah but this the, these guys went out there and, and they they stole the show they really went out there and just put on, put on a good match and you know we we talked about around WrestleMania time when we were talking about how they arranged the card and it calls the question like is it better to be in the main event or, or the opening match sometimes like being in the the opening match is like just as or if not more special than the main event because you're the first thing people see when they tune in. So I thought this was a nice spot for them. Makes them feel even more important. Um, Swerf, Isaiah Swerve Scott picked up a big win because AJ Francis showed up. He, he uh, AJ Francis is on the, the like bar- what is it? WWE like Lost Treasures or on the one of their yes. any, any yep. shows. Yep. Um, so, so that's kind of how he's gotten into the you know the the WWE realm at least for casual fans. But he showed up tonight and he attacked Leon Ralph. He helped uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott win the match. And then backstage, we saw Swerve Scott uh, with, I guess, his entourage. So it looks like we might be getting another stable here uh, with Swerve Scott uh, leading the way. I think that's good for him. He's really come a long way in NXT. He's very talented, and I, I'm hopeful that they, he could really be a breakout star here. He's just been doing good work, putting on good matches. Now, now he's got a good character. Now he's picked up this big win. Seemingly when he's won this feud, at least at this point. So I think he's going places. I, I think that he could really be... Uh, a, a, a real breakout story in 2021 and so it's may but i think in the second half of the year just he's definitely somebody to watch what do you think john i agree i think it'll be interesting uh there's so many good talents right now on the roster that uh it's hard you gotta fight for your spot so but i'm happy that everybody's doing something and has a place on the show yeah, and then and Swerve Scott seems like he's not only has a place, but he's kind of climbing the proverbial ladder and getting an even more prominent place. He's, he got he, he won this match. Now he's got a a stable slash entourage, um, and uh, I guess the word would be he's got a heavy. He's got he got he's got an enforcer. Um, so I like that. And yeah, I should we should mention that we saw uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans had a good promo and match tonight. They were facing Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher in a feud that's about shoes, John. We saw um, that was the way this kind of started. Where, Wade Barrett. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans lost this match. It was, it was competitive. It was physical. Uh, I think Thatcher used Wade Barrett's shoe to, to he blasted one of the Grizzled Young Veterans in the face to win that match. Um Good win for Thatcher and Ciampa. You would think maybe they'll be uh, rising the rankings in the tag division there, but kind of weird to have all this like all this fuss about shoes, John. <laughs> just like I don't get. Yeah, it. it's it's a little weird. So let's. Um, I think that'll be a one-time occurrence. At least I hope. I yeah. hope. What do you think? I hope. I mean, I don't see them necessarily going. Uh, much further with this, it seems, as, as I said, this seems like a good chance for Thatcher and Ciampa to climb up the tag rankings. I think they could have a very fun match at MSK. That's a very cool clash of styles there. Um, so yeah, I, I would be kind of surprised if, if this feud continued beyond tonight because I don't really know how much more life there is to it. Like especially when shoes are the the, the defining 
characteristic of it at this point. I just I don't yeah. really know about it. Uh, circling back to uh, Swerve Scott here, friend of the show, Nando, saying Swerve is seemingly doing better than his indie rival Keith Lee. Well, you know, we've talked about it before. Keith Lee, there's something going on there where he's not cleared, and hopefully he, he's able to turn to Raw sooner and later. But yes, Isaiah Swerve Scott doing well right now, and, you know, good for him. I mean, like I said, I think he's definitely going places on NXT. Um, those, we covered most of the big things. We did see another teaser for the Diamond Mine, and you know, two weeks in, John, it was, or I think it's been two weeks, but uh, it was pretty much the same promo. We have no more information about it, so I still don't really know what to think about this. Um, and I, I tweeted about it, like, all right, real, realistically, who, who do we think it might be? And I got the same punk response. I got. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm sticking. I'm. St- I think there's a chance. I do. There's a chance. <sighs> John's crossing his face. Every time I, I see one know. of the, every every time I see somebody make one of those posts, my comment will be, "It's CM Punk." I, uh, hey, if it's if, not, if, it's <laughs> not. But my comment will be that it is CM Punk. Yeah, as, as like I like I said, uh, I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to be disappointed like we had with the Mustafa Ali hacker stuff. I don't want this to end up being Roderick Strong repackaged. I want this to be somebody that's going to leave an impact i hope so too and and i guess to, to go off what you said cm punk would certainly leave an impact i don't think it's him uh i, I do hope it's somebody new not necessarily a repackaging stephen chamber is wondering if it's tessa blanchard could be i don't think so after the comments we've seen uh, yeah. from fightful and stuff so you know i don't know if that's the most realistic guess at this point um and i again I, i've seen people saying parker boudreau or however you pronounce it He's very, very green. I, I don't think that he's ready for that spot. Um, I don't know. It's hard to really think, you know, beyond some of these outlandish guesses. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I hope that, like you said, I think that Johnny phrased it perfectly. I hope they leave an impact. I hope it's good. Um, lights come from Eddie Zahari saying it could be a faction involving wrestlers who have experience with UFC. Not really sure who that would be at this point. I mean, we of course that we has plenty of people that have uh, various backgrounds, various you know crossover between sports. But off the top of my head, I just don't really know who that would be at this point. I I know Marina Shafir and um, you know, some people like that, but I don't. I don't. If we're, if we're thinking about this impact, I I don't know. But I'm hopeful. I, I hope that we'll see. Uh, this this thing whatever whatever it is i want to I, I i think we talked about it last week but i'm john i'm impatient sometimes i want whatever this is i want it now i don't want to wait uh i don't i don't want to keep sitting here wondering what it might be i want to know what it is so hey maybe if they're building up next week to be this takeover like show maybe they'll unveil whatever whatever it is and i would be very excited to see what 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 it, whatever they've got in mind so yeah, that's that's what I'm going to cross my fingers for. I'm going to cross my fingers, hoping that next week we're going to find out what the diamond mine is. Uh, not exactly hopeful about that, but uh, DJ Cassie pointed out that they did show a UFC ring in the promo tonight. I mean, they they did show like the Octeon, the classic like mixed martial arts uh, cage there. So I don't know. You know, uh, there there are possibilities. As John's signaling the CM Punk taunt, ah, would well, that be something, man? That would be something else. Now, friend of the show, Nando, wondering, you know, pointing out that Tom Waller and Kane Velasquez have a, a history with MMA. Maybe you know we talk, Kane Velasquez talk, talk had, about talk about wanting to get a million. There you go. The, yes, John. <laughs> Punk. Same Punk equals ratings. That is very true. So, um, I, I guess the the per, the best way to describe it, we <laughs> both hope that it leaves an impact. So. Hopefully. Main event, main event of uh, NXT Takeover: CM Punk versus Triple H in the match we've all wanted. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> what did you think of the show tonight? What did you think of the show tonight? One to ten. What do you think, John? I I had a lot of fun with this show. I thought it was it was pretty fun, pretty darn fun, start to finish. I'm liking what they're doing. Stephen Chambers agreed, giving it an eight. Um, I'm gonna go for an eight as well. I, I thought it was, and that that may even be too low. I just don't, I don't, I hesitate to go too high either because you know it was a good show, wasn't perfect, but I, I liked it a lot. I'm really liking what they're doing with the way, really liking what we're getting with uh, Karen Cross here, and um, you know just a lot of stuff I'm liking right now. And we're getting some nines from Herman Takar and Michael Yuffa. DJ Kessie with a ten, a perfect ten, like Ty Dillinger himself. A uh, lot, a lot of, of support showing that it's a good show tonight, John. What do you think? 
Uh, I thought it was a very good show, and I'm going to give it a 7.75. Ouch. It's a little, I mean, it's barely lower than mine. It's like, the, to me, there's a little difference there between a, 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 I don't know. It's still like, it's one of those things. It's like a B plus and an A, John, where you're like a 7.75 versus an 8. It's, it's a little, it seems like a little down. Well, why not, why not higher? I guess because I I, I want to see them develop the stories a little more with the actual storytelling part of it. Uh, and I, I'd like to see the main title story developing a little more clearly. There's too much confusion right now. So you say confusion, That's... I say chaos and not in a bad way. I think it's fun and unpredictable, but it is confusing. It's hard to tell exactly where they're going beyond this potential uh, fatal four way. And yeah, you know, I, 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 I think it's only a matter of time before they really kind of clarify that, whether it's a fatal four way or if it is uh, a one uh, a one on one feud or anything. You know, I sure. I agree. I, I, I think next week we will get some clarification on that. Uh, that would be my hope, at least. Uh, but we'll wait and see what happens with that. Uh, and otherwise, we've got a great week of wrestling lined up tomorrow. Even though this is, this is an NXT show, we've got AW Blood and Guts. That'll be a great show. The, Dy- the Dynamite Dudes of Attitude are going to have you have you your coverage with that. Uh, and they also do they also do WCW rewritten for your fantasy booking needs. Robert E. Fleece and I cover the Smack SmackDown with the SmackDown Double Down on Fridays. We've got constantly a great stream of interviews coming at you guys. Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Nick Aldis. He interviewed Sin Cara. Uh, Lots of great interviews constantly coming to you guys. Got got check it out. Leave a like, subscribe, wherever wherever you want to get whatever you use. SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. Um, it's just it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. And uh, you know, I'm hopeful that like like you said, John. Next week we've got NXT. Uh, an un, 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 unofficial takeover. You know, it, it's a more loaded show than usual. So I think it'll be a fun show in that sense. So we will have you covered with that as well. Uh, but John, regardless, well, well, even if it's just a normal NXT, but uh, next week will be special and we'll enjoy it. And because John, we do one thing here at Russell Zone above all others, and I need I need you to tell me what that is. Joy wrestling, indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>